0: Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's story, we're going to be talking about the story of Samson from the book of Judges, chapters 13 through 16. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the
1: Rocks. My name's Ed, drinking the uh, O'Connor El Guapo from my birth city, Norfolk, Virginia.
2: Uh, I'm Jameson, and I'm drinking
1: Knob Creek
2: uh,
3: straight bourbon. My name is Eric. I'm drinking Chivas and Aldi brand Sprite.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Screw (laughs) screw you, Brett. (laughs) (laughs)
4: It's
3: delicious.
0: My name is Jeremy Spittle. And I'm drinking Knob
5: Creek Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. I'm Brett Hankey. I'm drinking Pappy Van Winkle and Tab Cola. Nice. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Brett Hinky. Sounds good, though. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: sounds delicious. I try it. <laughs> I'm drinking Jameson and Jolt Cola.
3: <laughs> you can't shame me in this, Brett. You keep trying, but you cannot shame me, dude. Okay, I'm drinking
5: scotch and fago grape. <laughs> now,
3: I swear, next time we record, I'm bringing some scotch and grape soda, and I'm gonna drink it. And I, it's I, gonna be I, great.
5: I have great. had vodka and fago grape. Yeah, for sure
3: but it was the cheapest
5: possible vodka. That's my point.
3: All right. Uh, I'm Brett I'm
5: Brett Hinky. I'm drinking. <laughs> it's okay if it's cheap. I yeah. told
3: you it was a gift. If it's you said if it's a gift that makes it a little
5: better. Actually, no, that's valid. I'm Brett Hinky and I was drinking Bacardi rum and ginger beer and now I'm drinking Jack's Hard Signer. And I'm your storyteller for this evening and we're going to talk about Samson. So I'm here to tell you you may have gone through your Sunday school classes that may have focused on heroes of the Bible, and they talk about Samson. But I'm here to tell you, Samson did do something heroic, but Samson's kind of a douche. So here's our story. So back in the day, the Israelites... Let me set set the uh, table for you here, or set the background. So the, the Israelites have entered the Promised Land. It's the time of the Judges. And they're surrounded by other nations, like the Ammonites, the Jebusites, the Amalekites, the Mandalorians, the
4: Ewoks,
5: (laughs) the Vulcans. They're everywhere. The Vulcans, man. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to live long and prosper. What
0: what, what are the things that the Jedi have coursing through them?
5: The midichlorians. What about
3: Klingons? Were Klingons Klingons. surrounding them?
5: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. They were all there. Yeah. It was all there. Yeah. You know what the Klingons also
0: surround Uranus. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the deal: surrounded by all these other nations, and it's the time of the judges. So there's a there's a pretty consistent narrative around the judges. The Israelites are there. There's a there's another people or nation or country whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call it, that are there and are dominant. And what happens is the Israelites become dominated by this this other nation for a time being, and then a judge rises up and frees the Israelites or redeems the Israelites or rules the Israelites. So Samson's within within this kind of narrative. And so let let me tell you the story of Samson. Okay. So there's this guy named Manoah and this is – you're going to recognize this story. So basically a, uh, in, uh, a man appears before uh, this woman who's from the tribe of Dan and says, you're going to have a son and he's going to defeat – oh, I forgot to mention the Philistines are the big baddies right now. I did my little joke about the Mandalorians and the Ewoks and stuff. But the Philistines are the big baddie at this time.
4: Yeah.
5: So this is a very familiar narrative. So basically there's a woman who's barren. She's, she's a little bit older. Um, and true to scripture, a lot of times they don't really mention the woman's name. <laughs> she's just kind of there. So she's the wife of Manoah. She's just Samson's mom. Samson's mom. Yes, exactly. Right. So, um, a man appears before and says, you're going to have a son and he's going to, uh, defeat the Philistines. And then, then, then the, the, the man says, you should abstain from wine and any fruit of the vine, and then you're going to have the son, and he will be a Nazarite. So then they later find out that this person was an angel, angel of, the, of the Lord. So I don't know what that means, but someone sent for a messenger would be a, a good translation for angel. So a messenger from God saying, you're going to have a child. And this is a very familiar narrative, right? So Abraham had a similar story. When we get to the New Testament with Jesus, an angel appears and tells the same story, or a similar story.
3: Samuel, Samuel's mom.
5: Yes, thank yeah. you. So it's a, it's a very familiar narrative throughout Scripture. Um, so then she gives birth to Samson, and Samson will be a Nazirite. And so it's important to, to pause here because this is going to come up later for the reason why Samson is a complete douche, that he's, he's supposed to be a Nazirite, right? Which means you do not cut his hair, refrain from fruit of the vine, so wine and the fruit of the vine, and basically the whole the whole deal with a Nazarite, and and chip in anybody else if they've done some more research on this, but basically it's the Jewish people are already holy and set apart and there's there's symbolism of that. We talked about circumcision a little bit earlier. So with the Nazarite, basically it's saying <laughs> that,
0: that, that part is gonna get, cut. It's gonna get cut. Oh
4: that was good. That was good.
3: Um, so do you think Samson could eat raisins? I don't know. Good question. Good
4: question.
2: Well, it said drink of the vine, right? So he could eat grapes. I think grapes it said fruit of the vine.
4: I think it says
3: fruit of the vine, dog. Uh, yeah, fruit of drink, the
2: vine. Drink of the fruit of the vine.
5: Yeah. I don't know. Perky? So I think it was fruit of the vine, but wines included. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe he can't drink, or maybe he can't eat grapes. I have no idea. But um, that come that comes in later in the story. So basically, he's set apart. He's he takes a, the so basically they give him a Nazarite vow, which includes do not cut the hair which right. which is important to the story alright so he couldn't cut his hair couldn't cut his hair <laughs> much like Ed he receives he receives all his strength and masculinity from his hair
3: it's <laughs> amazing
1: why I have a question I feel like every podcast we've done in some way some shape or form has had something to do about my hair it's a. It's we
0: want you to be included, man. Yeah,
1: I think. I think that's. Is a that nice. the only reason I'm here? No. Yes, because that's what it feels because
3: like. <laughs> we need a guy with long hair on the podcast. Yeah. It's like if I
1: cut my hair, then all of a sudden I'm not welcome here anymore. You I bat- feel like? No, 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 no. I, bat- I,
0: I uh, my hair offsets your hair, so mm. we all have like average hair.
3: I literally was getting ready to say you balance Jeremy out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you may lose your
5: strength, Ed, if you cut your hair. I might. I think you're a little wow, sensitive. I, feel... I, I think you're a little sensitive about
2: it. You can I just am. lighten up. It's, it's good, good to have somebody that looks like Jesus here. Well. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, if I had hair like that.
5: Yeah. You yeah. would spend a ton of time on it. Absolutely, I yeah, would. You would. Yeah, So really. Samson grows up, and he's got a real thing for the non-Jewish ladies, it seems. Huh? So he says, there's this woman down in Timnah. So, Mom and Dad, there's this woman in Timnah I really am in love with. I want you to make her... I, w- I want her to be my wife. Was she a Philistine? Good or, question. Was she? I don't know. Where's Timnah? I, I have know. no she idea. She's a Timnite. She was a Timnahite, for sure. And uh, so he's on his way to go see her, and this lion attacks him. And, he, and, the, and, and the scripture says, The strength of the Lord comes upon him, and he rips this lion apart. Goes down and sees this woman he's in love with. And he comes back later... And he's, he's going down to see her again, and this lion that he ripped apart, he looks over to see the lion, and there's uh, bees and honey inside the lion, some honeycomb. I'm guessing there's honeycomb. So it's, it's, just, been,
0: it's been a while. I guess. Not long enough for the lion to decompose, but long enough for bees to make a home and make honey. Apparently, yes.
5: And is this a common thing that bees make uh honeycombs inside or hives inside of well, dead I think just, carcasses? Just we say Cavernous
3: it's places. It's, it's called carcass honey. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I want some I want some of that delicious carcass honey. I mean out
2: in the desert where it's kinda dry, it it'd take a long time for carcass to decompose, so it could have been
4: true.
3: True, been quite a while. Wouldn't it happen faster if it was out in the desert and it was hot? Mm-hmm. I
2: don't
0: know.
5: No, no moisture. moisture. Yeah, it was like moisture. It would be like yeah. mummified. Uh, yeah, the heat. Like, so when he scoops, so it, he scoops out some of this delicious carcass honey. Warm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. warm mm-hmm. in the desert heat. Warm uh, in the desert heat. Uh, carcass honey. Carcass honey. I want some of that sweet, sweet carcass honey. Mm.
4: <laughs>
5: so he dips out some of this carcass honey. <laughs> Eats it and gives it to his parents, and his parents are like, mm, "This is delicious, honey." Now, does any does anyone want to tell me what's wrong with that? What's the problem here? It's unclean. Exactly, the you Nazarite go. vow. He took the Nazarite vow, and I forgot to mention earlier that part of that is do not eat anything unclean. And he took it out of a dead body, which would
3: make it unclean. I think don't eat anything unclean or come into contact with dead bodies. I think like those were two distinct things, and yeah. he did them both in one.
5: And Ooh. not only double that, whammy. It, he fed it to his parents. So his parents uh-huh. said no. And part of the so vow... So that's breaking a commandment. Which one? honor the uh, Mother father, and father. Mother, mother and
1: father, yeah.
5: Yeah. So the... Um, and part of his what his mother had to do was, was similar to the Nazarite vow, was not eat... Um, carcass honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do not... Among other things, <laughs> yeah. Do not eat some of that sweet, sweet carcass honey. <laughs> so, all right. So this happens... Now, here's where it starts to get pretty crazy. So, his parents don't like this. So, like, aren't there any um, people of your own nation? So, aren't there any Jewish women that you that they, you would love? But they
3: liked the carcass honey.
5: They didn't like the Timnite, Tim Knight. Tim, Tim... Tim Knight. Tim Knight. Well, they didn't know it was Timna carcass the, honey. The, uh, the right, honey. But was, they did not know about the carcass honey. They didn't know that was unclean. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, the honey okay. was great, I guess. They didn't know it was carcass honey. They did not like this idea that... I mean, because everybody knows carcass honey is the best honey. So his parents are disappointed in him. Essentially, they do not know that they ate carcass honey. (laughs) (laughs) We've got that point down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we're clear clear on that. I don't know (laughs) if we can say carcass honey enough. (laughs) I don't think we can. All right. So, um, all right. So the wedding ceremony is happening, and uh, apparently, uh, Samson doesn't have any friends. So the Philistines or the Tim Knights, or whoever, come up, so they got 30 men, right, that are going to be at this uh, wedding, and then Samson's kind of, he seems to really like riddles, so he's kind of full of himself, and he says, all right, if you can, these 30 guys that are going to be at my wedding, if you can figure out my riddle, then I'm going to get you 30 linen garments, which I think means undergarments, I don't know, that's my guess. Thirty linen garments and thirty sets of clothes. If you can't figure out my riddle, then you owe me thirty linen garments and thirty sets of clothes. And so his riddle is out of the one who eats comes something. Sweet. Out of the one who eats comes something to eat. Out of no, the strong no.
1: comes something. That's out what I just said. No, out of the one who eats came. Alright. Something. Oh, out geez. of the
5: one who eat comes something sweet. Out of the oh, <laughs> oh my no, gosh. right.
3: Oh. <laughs> no brutal. wonder they Let didn't Re- get Ed, the riddle. You can never Ed, figure out
5: the
1: riddle.
3: Ed, read it in the right, sultry riddle? Ed? Tongue. Yeah,
1: out of the one who eats came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. That was real nice. Was real nice. <laughs> well done. Yeah. All right. So,
0: wait. Can I say something? Do no. you suppose the no. gambling? Like, I mean, what he did was gambling with the the Philistine people, right? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Do you think that goes around against his Nazarite vows? I, well, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember
3: that part of the Nazarite vows. I don't know if that's gambling. I guess it is making a bet. Yeah, he's made, he made By a technical bet. Technical terms, him. he made a bet. With yeah.
5: All right, all right, all right. But how stupid are the other guys that they're like,
3: okay, yeah, sure. Well, they are Philistines. I'll take the bet.
5: <laughs> oh man. Mm. And what would they sound like? <laughs> Hot dog! I can figure that out. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so they can't figure out for three uh, days I'll take
2: that bit
5: <laughs> Alright, moving on So they can't figure it out for three days On the fourth day They go to uh, Samson's uh, I think wife at this, wife. this point And say uh, Please, please find this out If you don't find out Then we're gonna burn you And your uh, entire father's household To the ground Seems fair Yeah so I can see why she would like, well, yeah, I really want to figure this out. So she um, begs Samson, and Samson tells, tells her what it is. So then on the fourth day, so so they come and, yeah, go ahead.
2: She begs
0: several as, times.
5: As, um, as opposed to just
0: finding 30 garments, 30 articles of clothing, and kind of paying up, they're like, no, we're going to kill you and burn everything
3: you own. Well, they really want to win. Like, they're really competitive. Yeah, the Tim Knights are really competitive people. So, historically proven.
5: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I don't care what it costs, we're going to (laughs) win.
5: Yeah, what did the Tim Knights sound like? What's a Tim Knight accent?
2: Come Hitler water. we're going to win this. You betcha, Jethro. Yeah, boy.
5: (laughs) 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 All right, so they figure it out, and they say.
4: uh, I don't
5: don't remember the exact words they say, but basically, they figure out it's a lion. Does it rhyme? Mm-hmm. it does Ed do you want to read it I do yeah please do
1: what is sweeter <laughs> than honey yeah. what is stronger than a lion Let's so
0: I feel like every time Ed talks I should put play like Barry White <laughs> yeah you definitely
4: should but Samson's reply is people. the best
1: well Samson's reply if you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you Uh-oh. wouldn't have solved my riddle.
3: <laughs> mm, is man. that literally? It literally. What translation are you reading, dude? That it says, "If you hadn't what plowed
5: my plowed heifer, with my heifer. If you hadn't
1: plowed with my heifer,
5: yeah, that actually, that actually, the translation I read has basically that too. If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have solved my riddle. So Samson is
3: pissed. I, it is valid to point out at this point that Samson's riddle really sucked. Like, mm. it was a really poor riddle. Well, it was unsolvable. Yeah, it's, who else is going to know?
5: Right, yeah. exactly. That's what's
3: so stupid about it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. But that's class. This is classic Samson. Yeah, but like I said, like Samson's they, the they moron. Accepted, He's a moron. They accepted.
3: dick. They accepted the... That's valid. They they do. are Philistines. Right? Uh, so, uh...
0: uh what? Wing Furies! Come on!
5: I, <laughs> I, feel, I I feel like there's somebody to send the real estate thing to be upset. <laughs>
3: I ain't heard a riddle I hadn't solved yet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, so Samson is pissed. He goes out and slays thirty slays. slays thirty guys from some other region. Ed, where were they from?
1: The town of Ashkelon.
5: Yeah. All right. So here's what happens next. So Samson is pissed. So they they find out his riddle. Goes out and kills some dudes. Gets thirty articles of undergarments and clothing. Gives them to the dudes and uh, and then rolls out because he's pissed. So he paid up. He did. He did. Yeah, and yeah. he killed. 30, Kill, yeah. killed thirty. <laughs> killed 30. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of indeterminate. So he either killed them or knocked them out and stole their clothes. My guess is he probably killed them. He
1: probably yeah. killed M- them. My translation he them. says he killed them.
5: Really? Okay. Yeah. What are you? What are you using? Uh, you know,
1: I don't know. It's it's an American old, Standard version. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, the, Ed, it's an Ed old Ed use, note. Nah,
5: Ed uses the ESV, dog. No.
1: Which, which is, is
5: what's English Standard Version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an NIV guy myself. New International.
3: That's the yeah. worst
5: translation that's is ever been it, <laughs>
3: okay. it, it is not. It's one of the worst. Why? Why? Because it uses, uh, it paraphrases, not based off of the original language, but based off of common English. There's translations that paraphrase, but they do it based off of, it's what's called dynamic equivalency. So it's based off of, in the... A phrase in the Hebrew that doesn't translate well literally, they try to capture the idea that would be in the Hebrew. NIV doesn't do that. NIV is like a translation based off of how we would paraphrase things. How about King James? King James is, historically, it's it's a decent literal, by and large, it's decent literal translation. Hmm. But the problem with literal translation is that it doesn't capture... The ideas, the ideas of the original language, yeah. like they translate it too. It's too literal. King James is too literal. Mm. Well, and here's NIV's not literal enough.
5: So Samson, <laughs> Samson says, "I'm going to go back and visit my wife, and I'm going to bring a young goat to her because that's normally what you do when you want to go visit your wife. You bring uh, her a young goat."
3: Oh, I thought you said gun goat. I was like, "What's a gun goat?" <laughs>
5: <laughs> young goat. All right, so. So Samson's going to go – oh, so here's the thing. So Samson gets pissed, kills all the dudes, gives the money, rolls out. And then his bride's father thinks Samson's done with her because he's so mad. So he gives his daughter, which was probably – which was maybe part of the custom of the time. We don't need to dive into that. But he gives his daughter to one of the groomsmen. Mm. So they're basically married. So Samson's like, all right, I'm I'm still married to this girl, but I'm over in Israel. I'm going to come back to Timnah. And visit my wife. And he gets back there and he says, all right, I'm here. I've got a young goat. I don't know what that's for. My guess is some sort of like I'm going to cook it and we're going to eat together, I guess, kind of thing.
3: Custom of the time.
5: Yeah. And, um.
4: (laughs) Hey, Jethro. (laughs) (laughs) That
5: Samson didn't come back. (laughs)
4: Let's go get his wife. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Let's get us some shrimp
2: and vanilla Coke. Oh yeah. I got to
3: go. <laughs> We're going to and vanilla, vanilla,
2: vanilla Coke, Coke and, a, and a quad cheeseburger from the Wendy's. You
3: can't get a quad baconator. Uh, if you know somebody that yeah, you could. Man, I don't know nobody.
5: So here's what happens next. So they won't let him in. So Samson is is mad again and and so what he does is he goes out and he says, "I'm going to I'm going to get Three hundred foxes. I'm gonna tie their tails together. <laughs> three hundred foxes is a lot. I've seen like maybe eight foxes my entire lifetime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he gets three hundred, ties their tails together. So you get 150, pairs. 150 pairs of foxes. Or do you think there's 600 foxes and 300 pairs? No, I
0: think 300 foxes, 150 pairs. Yeah, and they're tied. Their tails are tied together two by two. Two so by two. One and one tied together. One and one tied together. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's Noah. Jer- yeah. Jeremy's, he's
3: Jeremy's an expert at fox. Foxery. Fox-o- Jeremy. Foxology.
5: Yeah. Jeremy knows foxes. Fox tail tight. He knows all the right clubs. I will say this. At work, they call me the silver fox because of my silver hair. Yeah. So, ties the tails together with torches and sets the foxes free. So, basically, torches their crops, their, their okay. fields lights them up and they and so now the philistines are pissed they should the, be or the tim knights it's really very confusing a lot of it i'm not I, sure I, where I think we can agree it. that the
0: tim knights are
5: philistines let's just say let's say for the sake of the story mm-hmm. they are so burns their fields down samson's like all right i'm pretty pissed so i burned the fields down but now i'm gonna go hide in a cave so he hides in a cave and uh in judah and the Philistines come and then 3000 Israelites basically come out cuz i think the Philistines are attacking and Samson's hiding in a cave and the uh, the Jews right are like Philistines what what's the what's going on here and they're like we we've come to take Samson and and they're like oh well all right yeah Samson's kind of a dick so i kind of get that so they go to Samson and be like, all right, the Philistines are going to take you. And he says, all right, all right, I will go. Just don't kill me yourself and I'll come out and you can hand me over. So they go. they, they, they say, great. And, uh, and we can avoid uh, battle here. He hand him over to the Philistines. And then uh, Samson's in front of the Philistines and the spirit of the Lord comes upon him, breaks his restraints. Mm-hmm. I think the scripture says something like they're. It becomes, like, flax or something like that, mm. and he breaks them easily. I remember that. And he picks up a uh, jawbone, and it says fresh jawbone of a donkey, which I don't know what fresh means. So, like, maybe there's a donkey there, and it just died? Well, it or... would be
3: strong. It would be stronger than a... Than an old dryer. Than a dryer true, one. Yeah, very honey. true. Because we it, know in the desert it's it's yeah. dry heat. It, it would mean that bees had <laughs> According to made Jameson, made
5: <laughs> honey in the carcass. That's true. He might have gained strength from that donkey carcass honey. <laughs> no, there was no donkey carcass honey because it was fresh it yeah it's yeah. fresh um let me just say this so ed i appreciate your attention to detail here so yeah there would not be the honey there because it hadn't sat for a while anyway so there was a fresh donkey <laughs> jawbone and he strikes down thousands of philistines with this fresh uh, donkey jawbone and which he-
3: is shaped by the way kind of like an axe sure it yeah, is. yeah. Uh, we yeah, should the, we, we could actually jawbone, put up
0: a picture yeah. of the donkey jawbone yeah. on facebook because it is a wicked shape yeah Pretty big
5: um, too. Yeah, if anybody can find a picture of a Donkey Java and send it to me and I'll, I'll post it on the on the yeah. Facebook. So um kills a bunch of Philistines and then rolls out. And that's just the way that's the way Samson rolls. He's like, I'm effing Samson. I'm gonna roll out. Let's take a quick break and hear from uh, one of our fake sponsors.
4: <laughs>
0: Welcome back, folks, to another edition of Don't Fear the Foe. I thought we'd start this edition off by taking a phone call. Yes, line one. Is this Farmer Jed?
6: Hey there, this is Farmer Jed, and I'm here to tell you about Brett's carcass honey. I tell you what, you get on down to Brett's farm and get you some of that carcass honey, I tell you what, it's like to put a little hair on your chest, maybe in some other places too. You better be careful what you do with that honey, is all I'm gonna say. Hey, you ever wonder what happens at Roadkill? You see a deer on the side of the road or a porcupine or maybe even a grand hole. Well, i tell you what, if we're lucky, those carcasses get on carried up to Brett's Carcass Honey Farm, and you know what happens? Mm-hmm. We get some beehives in there, and we get some of that finger-licking good honey. I tell you what, if you want to live in your life, you better get on down here and get you some of Brett's Carcass Honey. Them dead deer, them carcass groundhog, or even the porcupine, they all got some distinct flavor. Some of them's a little meaty, some of them's a little earthy. Every now and then you get a little taste of something sweet. But you never know. I'll tell you this for sure. Your beehive ain't got nothing on this beehive. Some would say it's good at the last drop, but I'll tell you what. It's finger licking good. Bread carcass honey, that's right. Oh, by the way, this carcass honey is not sold in stores, and it's only available in select markets. You better get in yours.
0: Okay. Well, I have no idea what that was, but I loved it.
5: Oh, oh yeah. So, remember when they said, we're going to burn you and your father to the ground? So, mm. Samson burns the fields down, and then the Philistines are pissed, and they end up burning his his wife and, and her entire father's household to the ground. Oh, the Timonite? Yeah, we, we did skip over <laughs> the that. The So, he's a the, widower? The yeah. And yes, he's a widower. Hmm. Um, all right, so here's what happens next. Here's the next story. Samson's got a real thing for non-Jewish women. Poo, so, the so there's many. so this time he's got he's got a um, a prostitute he wants to go visit, mm. and um, not in Israel, but in um, I want to say Gaza, but I could be wrong. So there's this pro- there's prostitute he wants to go visit. He goes and visits the prostitute, and then the Philistines are like, "Oh, oh Samson's here! Let's kill him." And they're like, okay, he's here at the prostitute, let's wait until morning. Was Samson she, Was she get,
3: a was she a Gaza stripper? <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right, that is too good. Even if, I'm wrong, <laughs> uh, even if I'm wrong
3: about her living in Gaza, let's leave
5: that You stole
3: it from <laughs> me, dude. You oh, no. Jameson,
0: uh, you set it up. Uh,
3: Jameson credited with the joke. Mm. All right, well done, Jam- Jameson <laughs> and <laughs> yes, Eric, well done. Right.
5: I, don't,
2: I don't get a lot in here, but uh, give me credit for what I get.
5: <laughs> well, Jameson, you just got to freaking speak up, bro.
1: Uh, I guess so. I mean, come mm. on. I mean, you I have, have a mic to yourself.
5: You do? Um, You do. You have a mic to yourself. You pay for that beard trim and haircut. (laughs) Just speak up. (laughs) All right. So here's what happens next. So Samson uh, just gets up in the middle of the night and rips the doors off the gates of the city and rolls out. All right. So next story. Now here's where we get to – so – Samson, again, falls in love with a woman. This is the one we're probably most familiar with because this is the kind of the heroes of the Bible thing. So Samson and Delilah is the story here. So he falls Delilah. in... love. So Samson, Samson and Delilah, right? Delilah. So Samson...
4: you, you don't...
5: Oh, yeah. oh Ed. Ed,
2: Ed, you don't do a good woman's voice, man. Stick with your sexy man voice. But it is so sexy,
4: though.
5: Mm. Alright. So Samson and Delilah!
0: You knew it was coming <laughs> This episode has gone off the rails It's gone completely sideways
5: enjoy celebrating, enjoy celebrating The birth of Jesus by editing this episode All of Christmas it's break It's
4: gonna take forever now <laughs>
3: It's gonna freaking take forever Alright so So here we go
5: Samson and Delilah
4: Delilah <laughs>
3: So Samson falls in love with Oh my god. Do it. Do it.
4: Say
5: it. Say it. So Samson falls in love with another woman. You can do oh, it.
4: What's and, her
5: name? And he goes to visit her. And the so the so the Philistines really do not like Samson at this point. So he's killed a whole bunch of Philistines mm. with with a donkey's jawbone he's taken their clothes burn their fields with foxes burn their fields with foxes exactly which is a really strange way to burn their fields down he didn't share any carcass honey with them Mm-mm. falls in love with, with this woman i don't remember i don't remember her name all, <laughs> was, all together now Delilah. Delilah. <laughs>
4: standing
3: my face hurts
4: (laughs) (laughs) my mind hurts
3: (laughs) so
5: he falls in love with this woman and the Philistines still want to get him Um, and uh, so he he goes and he goes and visit with this woman and she says what's the secret to your strength because the Philistines have gotten to her and they say "All right, find out the secret to his strength so that we can kill him essentially and so so first she says, all right, what's the secret of strength? He says, oh, tie me up with uh, fresh bow strings. That's Fifty shades of gray
3: stuff right there.
5: Yeah. And th- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's going to come in later in the story mm. because he just continues to go back to this. And he's like, every single time. Yeah. Right, right. So so the first time she's like, all right, the Philistines are upon you. And he breaks the bow strings and, and they don't capture him because he's fine. Are they role-playing? <laughs> yes. And so then she goes back to it again, and he'd be like, and I'd be thinking, all right. she." So if it was me, I'd be thinking, this chick wants to F me up. Yeah. Mm. She, she just, yeah. But maybe it's a sex thing. Maybe yeah. she's like, you're so strong, I want to make you weak, and maybe he's kind of into that, right? Yeah. So
1: like a role-playing thing. I don't know. So she, here's the question. Yeah, is she sitting at the dinner table asking this question? Or is she laying in the bed asking this question?
5: Mm.
1: I don't know. What do you think, Ed, based on, based on the English standard version of the Bible? <laughs> Actually, I've determined it's the NLT. Oh, NLT. Yeah. What's that? The New Living the Translation. New living Translation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, my translation doesn't say if they're having the conversation at dinner or so there's, in a bed, but... There's an interesting thing. So, sometimes it's she, she
5: asks him something and she does it, and then there's... And then well we'll get to that. Alright, so so they do the bowstrings. She does it again. Mm. And so this is what makes me think, like, I mean, how could you not be suspicious of her if she's saying the fill scenes are upon you and then she asks again? So this time he says new ropes that have never been used before. Same thing happens. Fill scenes fill scenes are upon you.
3: Those are both strong things too. Bowstrings are strong.
5: They are very strong. And new
3: ropes are represent like it's strong. Tensile. Yeah, I mean, the only person in this room that I could think could
5: break it would be Ed, because he has, he has long beautiful, hair. lustrous mm. hair. <laughs> and so then, um, so same thing happens. And then he says, weave my hair into a loom. Mm. And so he says, okay, loomer, and weave my hair into the loom. And that doesn't work either. So I'm guessing he just jumps up and the loom like, flies all over the place, um, beats people up. Finally, he relents, which... Which, um, she's basically like, oh, I love you, Samson. Ed
1: would be better at this.
5: Well,
1: <clears throat> okay, th- Ed, There's a go. piece here. Go ahead, Ed. And yeah. She says, how can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Man. You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong.
5: All right, so so she begs him, and he tells her the secret. Says, "If you cut off my hair," you said, "Beg," just to make. She begs. Okay. For the secret. Nah, and she begs. Bags, bags, bags it. it. Right. She begs. It for sounded It sounded
3: like bags. That's why I was clarifying. It does sound like bags. And then when he, and then when he clarified, he was like, "Bags." <laughs> <laughs> what if I go like this? She begs. <laughs> she begs, <a> him.
4: <laughs> She-a begs
5: a him for the secret. All right, she begs him for the secret and he finally says, "If you cut off my hair, I'll lose my strength." So, Dang. He, so he falls asleep. she cuts off his hair. Oh, what a boom. Fool. Philistines capture him, and they put him to work. so he's basically pushing uh, pushing the mill, grinding grain, and they gouge out his eyes. Mm. Boom, he's in a, uh, he's in the this is where this is where the story picks up on heroes of the Bible. So he's in, the, he's in a temple. Um, The Philistines are like uh, at an event where they're going to worship their god Dagon. <laughs> Dagon! <laughs> Dagon. We're to worship we Dagon. Dagon! Come on! We got to go
4: down and worship
2: Dagon! Let's go to the temple and worship Dagon! <laughs> hey Jethro, what you bringing for a sacrifice of Dagon? <laughs> I got a gun goat. What you got? <laughs>
4: I a gun,
3: So here's what happens next. <laughs> hey, hey, Cletus!
4: Hey, Cletus! Hey, Cletus. I
2: well, Cletus. you brought you a gun, goat but I brought some. I brought some carcass, honey. A carcass, honey.
4: <laughs> Dang, I was gonna really love that carcass, honey. Dang all right? <laughs> all right.
5: so I so wanna <laughs> I so wanna finish this story. <laughs> So here's what you know from Sunday school. Boom, he's in there. They're
4: like,
1: bring out Samson. That's right. That's the way they talk about in Sunday school. Boom, Boom. boom. he's in
4: there. there.
5: They say, bring out Samson so he can entertain us because he's basically a little monkey now because he's blind. He doesn't have his hair, but his hair grows back. His hair is growing back. So he's in this uh, temple, uh, or it's it's more like an auditorium where they're (laughs) worshiping Dagon. And uh, he says, and uh, so he's out there entertaining people, and he says to the uh, little servant boy that's helping him out, he says, put me between the two pillars so I can lean myself on them so I can rest. And he's there, and then he prays to God. He says, God, give me strength one more time. His hair has grown back, and... And God, the spirit, and, and actually this is pretty common with the stories when they talk about both Samson, there's 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 very frequently a spot where they say the spirit of God gave him strength and power. So here he prays to God for power one more time, pushes these pillars over that he's, he's placed in between. Or does he pull them in? Either way. Push or pull. <laughs> doesn't matter. Pillars fall. A bunch of Philistines died and he killed more that day. In his death mm. and when he was alive. Mm. They bury him beside his father, Manoah, and um, and the cycle starts over. Which so is a
3: sign of honor. Being buried with his father would have been an honorable... <clears throat> yeah. Even though he was a gigantic
4: douche, douche rod. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Douche nozzle.
5: Yeah. Douche bag. Yeah, but um, it points to the... Douchesaurus. <clears throat> but in some ways, it's a, it's a story... So your point, right? Like, he was a major douche but um, he does he has an heroic act so the, so the, the Jews would probably thought he was pretty great because he killed all those Philistines so was that redemptive mm, good question so I don't know I mean at the end he seems to have some sort of so in some ways it's a redemptive story because at the end he seems to demonstrate a recognition that his power comes from God okay and he asked god for strength one last time to take revenge upon the philistines but i don't know i mean there there it's, could be women and children there and there's a bunch of stuff but yeah. and and maybe in our modern culture we wouldn't think kindly upon that but i have no idea how the jews would have perceived that at the time given everything they'd gone through with the philistines i'm going
3: to he doesn't ask god for strength anywhere mm-hmm. else does he it just says that the spirit of the Lord came upon him, and it doesn't actually. That is true. He I don't ask think for there was another instance. Time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I'm going to say is, if they were in the temple worshiping Dagon, Dagon, that it likely <laughs> would... Dagon, it
4: <laughs> Dagon, please.
3: <laughs> it's likely that it would have been. It it wouldn't have been in the temple in ancient Near East. It probably wouldn't have been women and children
5: participating right. in
3: yeah. this. No. It probably wouldn't have been. Well just like the Bible
2: but, doesn't like to give them names, they probably weren't. Or even present. in the
3: Jewish temple, right? There's a court where the women are, and then there's a court where the men are, and then there's a court where the, the holy men are, and then there's the Holy of Holies where only one man goes. But
5: you brought up a good example, right? So they're in the they're they're worshiping Dagon in in this in this uh this this kind of celebration of, of Dagon, and that's when he knocks the uh the, the pillars, down. the pillars down and
3: collapses and kills everybody. Right. And the ancient, that's Near East, a pretty,
5: that's a pretty big deal.
3: Yeah. They would have been, yeah. re, they probably would have been reenacting in the ancient Near East. Um, They would, on a yearly basis, they would reenact their narrative of how their God gained dominance. And it likely is that Samson, like if I, I'm imagining it, Samson would have played a role of the subjugated, people that Dagon dominated in the Philistines would have been on Dagon's side, subjugating people. And it would have been some kind of weird reenactment of mm-hmm. how they,
1: of their creation story. It's it's sort of like it. a civil
0: war reenactment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, on that note, there's, there's something to, to reenacting things that hold meaning for us. Right. Sure. I mean, you can look even at, at, yeah. the, at our practices and see that. Right. Um,
3: well, even baptism has its roots in Judaism, yeah. and it actually is for the Jewish people. The act of baptizing is uh, harkens back to the the se- separating of the waters at creation, Yeah. right? And then the separating of the waters to enter the promised land. Uh, is there a baptism in Judaism? Oh yeah, you, what is that? It's you get baptized in a mikveh. It's a, a a mikveh is a a collection of water from some fresh moving, and you would immerse yourself in it as a ritual cleansing. So it wasn't. Baptism as we know it, it's believer's baptism, quote-unquote believer's baptism. It's identif- a reenactment of Jesus' baptism, mm. right? And in the reenactment of his death and resurrection. Uh, but the Jewish, its roots are Jewish. That's why before... Jesus' baptism was John the Baptist. Yeah, it was Jewish. It was a Jewish <laughs> baptism. It was? Yeah, it wasn't a Christian well, baptism.
5: There was, 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 was no Christianism before I know, but, but Christ. didn't God tell...
3: John to John baptize. was baptizing John was baptizing lots of people in the world. He was cleansing them in a certain way. Again, it's a ritual cleansing, but it's Okay, it, a ritual cleansing, It's identifying right. them with this this creation, the creation of the, So Jesus
5: uh, takes some symbolism and and kind of
3: imbues kind mm-hmm. of new meaning into the baptism. Yes. Well, Jesus mm-hmm. didn't imbue it. The first Christians imbued it. No. Jesus wouldn't have <clears throat> Jesus wasn't imbuing. Jesus was Remember when he comes up, he t- he does this to, and John says, I don't need to baptize you. You should be baptizing me. And Jesus says, well, I'm going to do this as a fulfillment of the law, right? As an act of saying, I am fully participant in what God's doing in the world is what he did. And then the Christians, uh, the first Christians were the ones that then took that and built upon it and said that not only does it identify us with the creation and being a part of what God's doing in the world, but it also identifies us with Jesus' death and resurrection. What does that have to do with the story of Samson? It has to do with story Samson because Ed brought up that recreating events, meaningful events, and in communion is one of them. Right? Is a mm-hmm. we recreate communion, the Last Supper.
0: Yeah, we recreate the birth of Christ
5: every Christmas.
0: Every Christmas, which we're coming upon yeah. right now.
5: And you're gonna spend your whole time editing this
4: podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so Jeremy yes. asked a question earlier. He said, So is it a redemption story? Right. Here it mm-hmm. comes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I wanna go back to when the messenger <inaudible> when the messenger <inaudible> came. Wait, all the way back to Samson's mom? Yeah. Dang. Wow. Good.
3: Throwback. We're that was like that worked. was like three hours ago. We're yeah. never gonna get there. Really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not podcast wise, but recording wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So talking about being a Nazarite, so on and so forth. And the messenger says, "You'll become pregnant, and give birth to a son. His hair must never be cut. He'll be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth." And then this, he will begin to rescue Israel from mm-hmm. the Philistines. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so his final act is a part of rescuing Israel. From the Philistines.
3: And happens in the context of the Philistines saying, our God right. is the dominant God. Dang right. on! <laughs> I also want to say that there. if you read about this uh, story in Samson, scholars will talk about it as uh, liminary is the word. It's a liminal story. L- Lim-liminal
5: like lemony snicket,
3: yeah, like lemony snicket exactly, exactly like that um, but liminal <laughs> liminal means a transition a transition phase mm-hmm. that's what the word technically yeah. means, and so for the Israelites from a scholarly perspective, they view Samson as there's a, a article I read that calls him a man child that he was yeah. kind of stuck in between these worlds of being the rescuer of Israel and being a, a juvenile uh, for sure womanizer the that Samson was uh stuck in between these worlds they actually re- referenced that he kind of uh, also was stuck between the this world of masculinity and femininity too as far as like his uh like the whole hair thing cuz of his hair yeah cuz the whole hair thing yeah like can his, you really to that? Yeah. but i
2: don't know didn't didn't a lot of the men back then have long hair yeah I mean? but
3: there was something but it wasn't like a uh I don't think as many, as much as many other biblical stories are reflected in this, like the long hair thing, like the the emphasis on his hair, was not normal biblically.
5: But there's an interesting thing. So the story says, so Samson is acting like a total douche, right? But but the story says that God, so so Samson's parents didn't realize what Samson was doing because God was using it for a way to confront the Philistines. Sure. So there's there's this message of despite all our brokenness and our misguided motivations God can use us for his purposes. So it seems there was there was there was a narrative throughout that God had a purpose of of demonstrating his and may, and maybe the maybe the in the end it was basically I'm more powerful than Dagon or your or your false gods, right? So I am the one god and i'm going to have this entire narrative this entire story of this individual and the the point is that i am the one god and 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 so so even in in samson's brokenness and his in his thinking primarily with his as a man child thinking primarily about women and kind of and in some ways rejecting his own people for for other women, there's this narrative of of, of God's going to use that to demonstrate that He is the one God. So there's almost all these other stories that happen in the background, but the point is this ending thing where basically I am stronger than Dagon. I am God, right? Which
3: again would matter to the Israelites if you look at their history of for sure. going going yeah. away, coming towards, going away, coming towards, I think another um, biblical example of this that maybe could turn into a story is uh, the prophet that married the prostitute Gomer and uh, mm. oh, I can't. Why have I lost his name? Gomer was the prostitute. Too. Hosea, Hosea, and yes, Gomer. yes. Yeah, where he marries a prostitute. Look at you and. The prostitute goes away and goes back to prostitution, and he goes and rescues her. Goes away to prostitution, goes and rescues yeah. her. And That's my people, right? Yeah. Honestly, just, they I, I have the read the
0: Bible front to back, and
3: I do not remember Gomer. Yeah, Gomer's her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gomer is anyway, a name. Yeah, She's a total whore. Yeah, she is literally. I mean, when the Bible mentions whore. a woman's name, Dang, <laughs> on. Oh, Dang on Gomer. <laughs> <laughs> But that's so that whole stuck in between. So that whole stuck in between, right? Is it in essence? In essence, it's really a human problem because it's not just the Israelites; it's all of us, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. So it's
3: a human thing that we none of us are none of us can keep it going the right path. We all screw up. We all make dumb mistakes. But that doesn't mean it's the end of everything. Damn straight. And the Israelites drink shivis and like generic. (laughs) Right. I
4: think. (laughs)
3: Hey, haters are gonna hate. Yeah, and innovation, <laughs> yeah. innovation is always initially shot down, right? Innovation is always looked at, especially especially when it's super when there's somebody who's really stuck in these old archaic yeah. ways of thinking about things. I don't know what you're getting. Innovation,
1: at. I like, innovation, I like to talk about innovation, but inno- I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, here. you don't. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That whole thing with about innovation with drinking being honey out of a lion's carcass yeah. that innovation really took off carcass honey,
3: but that's the whole the Israelites could have identified with Samson being stuck in between and they were in the promised land right but they weren't they weren't really participating fully in the the promise of the land they didn't really have a clear identity they kind of waffled between. Being who God wanted them to be and not being who God wanted them to be,
0: which is why they had that cyclical nature of the judges.
3: Which is the, actually the cyclical nature of the entire freaking Bible. Humanity, yes, it's just it's a human, humanity. It's a, human, it's a human problem. And so
5: my takeaway is: is God can use complete, broken, terrible people to accomplish His means. Mm. That would be my takeaway because he, he almost always does. Because Samson almost yes yes that's true so meaning god almost always does yes because well i mean what i, I say mean, he but that's just but god well that's that's, that's what helps us as humans
2: relate to the story because i mean if it was constantly people that were perfect then we wouldn't be able to relate to that if if they're broken and sinners just like we are then it it helps us to well, all right so who else, who
5: else the story. can he use besides sinners Jesus, that's the only one,
0: right?
5: Besides Jesus, who was God incarnate, but I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, we are so effing broken,
3: right? Don't and qualify, dude. He was a person. He was, he was. yeah, Jesus. But was. he was yeah, God well, and man. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not talking about Jesus. We're talking about Samson. Everybody else who was the next, uh, maybe Enoch walked with God. I don't know if Enoch was. Uh, I don't know if Enoch was broken.
5: You don't think you think Ewo, Enoch was perfect? Not Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ewoks are I mean they're certainly cute and cuddly. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they can set up a sweet thing with logs that will smash mm. an ad at.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think if you were to read the story and you had no <clears throat> and you weren't looking at it through the lens of Christianity, which there's possibly people I know there are plenty of people who wouldn't, but the story could still carry a lot of meaning. If you were just looking at it from a how about we say if you're looking at it from a human perspective, right, is that the nobody is nobody's just one thing. We're all made up of all different kinds of of conflicts and sometimes in one space we can be a you know, a rock star, in another space we can be a completely loser. But that doesn't necessarily Have to define it, doesn't in this story, it doesn't define Samson the fact that he's a douche and a womanizer or a douche rod. That's my favorite. I can't, I still remember Jameson saying douche rod and being like, What is a douche rod, Jameson? (laughs) You remember saying that? You came up with douche rod, dude. I mean, it was, I put some words
2: words together.
3: My point is, you do not have to be perfect in order to do to find significance and do something meaningful to make the world a better place. Amen. Cause Amen. nobody is, nobody's perfect. Yeah. But just yeah. because you're not perfect does not mean you can't, it does not mean you can't be a hero or a heroine, not the drug, a female <laughs> hero.
5: Yeah. Amen. So, uh, Gandalf, what do you think? <laughs> get off, get, off, get, off, get
3: the gray, off the gray, the gray. He's got yeah. a gray shirt on.
2: Um, I, I feel that, uh, You know, several times Samson was was tricked, whether he knew it or not, and and I feel that there's a lot of people out there that try to trick us, tell us ways to believe in things. Um, But if we continue to just have faith and trust in what the Lord has prepared for us, that uh, in the end, we will be successful and be able to bring glory to his kingdom. Amen. We're talking Ed Johnson here. What
1: do you think, buddy? So, Samson comes up again in the New Testament. He does. Where? Yeah. In Hebrews. Okay. Um, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. And listen to this. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice and received what God had promised them they shut the mouths of lions <laughs> quenched the flames of fire and escaped death by the edge of the sword their weakness was turned into strength dang and so Sad. for me i think that there's something to be said both from a biblical perspective but then also from a um a psychological perspective mm-hmm. Of figuring out how to lean into your weakness to allow something greater than what you are to be birthed and to to happen in life. I like that. You are
3: you are more than the sum of your parts.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinke, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production.
4: wasting I've ever heard.